and welcome to a new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Speaking to you, as always, Austin Huff, the sports editor of this fine institution, and Evan Leepak with me for another star-studded week. Full, full stars. Star-studded week. We yeah. are the stars. Seeing stars. Seeing stars. After I punched myself. You punched yourself? When? Because this weather. This weather's actually not that bad. No, today is great. The wind actually kind of... I mean, there's a bit of a wind chill, you know? It's, it's making it get, feel like... It's going to get cold on Thursday and Friday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's going yeah, to be back so, to... Yeah, so you got like uh, teens and maybe even single digits mm-hmm. in some at some point, so... Yeah, but, it's going to be cold. Uh, but... You know what's not cold is the uh, Northwood Boys basketball team. Look at that segue. Bad, but we're going to go with it. Uh, right before we started taping on this Tuesday afternoon, the AP Boys basketball poll came out, and the number one team in Class 3A resides in Napanee, Indiana, as of now. Northwood moves up to number one in the poll after both Indianapolis, Brebuff, and Leo lost last week. They were Leo was number one, Brebuff was number two, Northwood was number three in the polls. Leo and Brebuff both lose. Northwood slides on into the number one spot in the rankings. They get five of the how many first how many votes we got there? Twelve? Five out of the twelve. So you know, five different teams got votes in the mm-hmm. for first in the poll. Northwood got five. Second place, Glenn got one. Uh, Mishawaka Marion third had two votes. Burbuff had two votes at fourth. And Indianapolis Chattard had two votes as well for first place in the AP poll. So five of the top ten had at least one vote for first. Shows you how pretty much wide open the 3A feels like right now. And, I mean, these polls are, you know, relatively meaningless-ish. But it also is kind of meaningful. I mean, it shows that you are respected across the state. Northwood... 13 and 1 team. They survived a scare from Northridge on Friday night, 49-48. Uh, Evan, you were at that game. You want to maybe give some quick analysis of that Northwood Northridge quick game? Analysis. Down down to the wire that one came. It sure did. Yep. It was Good uh, analysis. It was okay, a, back to you. Back to a, you, Austin. <laughs> it was a fantastic game. Great environment. The Panther Pit was uh it's rocking. Was rocking for sure. Um, classic NLC game, right? One of those mm-hmm. full-on 100% defensive games where you really have to scrape and claw for a uh, offensive bucket. And it felt that way for a while uh, watching the game on Friday night. But uh, Northridge was ready to go. They haven't had the best season, obviously. Just feels like, as we've said before, they haven't gotten their footing, but they've been in a lot of games, but they haven't mm-hmm. quite got over the hump. At Northridge, yeah. Felt like this was a game that, you know, could have been a a season changer for them if they were to go on the road and pick up a win over now the first place team and the class and the class that they're in 3a so yeah <laughs> so i want to make sure i said that right yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> so yeah uh the raiders started out uh they went on top 11 to 2 to begin with northwood came firing back but uh northridge was able to kind of turn the tide again they were up three at halftime they were up as many as 10 in the second half. They had 12 points in the third quarter, and it was all from beyond the arc. So they were really shooting well from three. But the fourth quarter, Northwood kind of made an adjustment. 
and they were not able to score like that. But uh, yeah, I think there's a big there's a big uh, point at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooper Weens for uh, Northwood scored eight straight points, including two straight three pointers that tied the game at 41 when it was 41 35 at the end of the third. So that was huge. And then obviously, I mean, the whole fourth quarter was very back and forth. Northridge was getting stops, but they just couldn't get that offensive bucket that would have maybe put them over the top in this game. Northwood took advantage of that, and uh, with under a minute left, Ethan Wolf oh. knocks down a three pointer. That was my Wolf impersonation. Oh. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> he knocked down a three-pointer to make it 49-46 mm-hmm. with uh, around 40, 45, 46 seconds left. And then um, Northridge had a couple opportunities. They didn't score on the next possession, but uh, Blake Jacobs hit a couple free throws to cut it down to one. And then Northridge gets a stop on Northwood's next possession, so they have like eight seconds left to uh, potentially win the game. But... Uh, the play that they had written up, apparently, according to Scott Radiker, was uh, didn't happen. Kind of blew up. He says he wished he would have called a timeout. Didn't do it. And uh, instead, Michael Hostetler threw up a desperation three that didn't uh, didn't fall. It was a bit short. Airballed it a little bit. So, yeah, it ended up uh, being another Northwood win, surviving 49-48. Yeah. A couple of LC games that you've uh, been at now, two straight Friday nights, where they've kind of – had to survive, you know. Wawasee had him on the ropes in the first half, and you know who knows if Wawasee has Dukes getting Dukes in the second half of that game. Maybe it's, you know, I'm not saying Wawasee wins the game, but like it's definitely going to be maybe closer than the final score ended up being there. Uh, and then Northridge gives them, you know, everything they have and then some, and uh, North was able to survive. I think, I think a big thing for Northwood that it's a telling sign of like this team is pretty good. I mean, other than they're 13 and one and like ranked number one, but like. The guys like who are around your star players are making big plays in these games. Like Cooper Weens is a you know really solid like third option for them, and he's making big buckets down the stretch. Ethan Wolf, a sophomore coming off the bench, you know makes a, a big three in a key moment when Cade Brenner has been fouled out. You know Brenner and Rosh are going to do their thing for the most part in most games. Like it's going to be pretty hard like for them to not get theirs for lack of a better term, but. When they do struggle a little bit, it's can the other guys around them step up? And when you have like Weens and Ethan Wolf and Natarian Tuggle coming off the bench and Chaz Yoder, like if those guys are able to fill in the gaps when the other ones aren't, like that's a sign of a really, really good team, I think. And that's a, that's you know part of the reason why I think a lot of people have high hopes for them to make a run. Now they've struggled against some of these weaker teams where it's you know it's. Well, they look the part, so to say. And they're going to get a great chance this week. They play South Bend St. Joseph Tuesday night, and they go to Goshen Friday night. That's two, you know, quote-unquote marquee games for them this week. You know, one on the road at Goshen. And I know Goshen lost to Warsaw, but that gym should still be pretty packed, pretty going for that game. And we'll talk about Goshen-Warsaw here in a minute. But Northwood, they do everything – feels like they do everything pretty well so far. The only critique is, like, they maybe played to the level of their competition at least the last couple weeks. And, and and teams get up for them, too, which is part of it, you know? Like, so they, that it's They a, did that last year, though. Yeah, they did have some games last year where they, like, just... In the regular season, they struggled at times, you know? They went two overtimes with the not-that-great Goshen team, and they lost, you know, some they lost to Concord. They lost to some games that they probably shouldn't have lost. But then, 
they get to the sectional and they win that and they get to the regional and almost beat Leo. Maybe they should have beat Leo. And we've talked about that enough in this podcast. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, they, this, they this could have been semi-state last year. So What? So, they could have been semi-state last right. year and they have all the pieces right. to get and there again. Right now, if we're going to just go based on this, the rankings, that regional that would be at Newcastle again this year, right? Northwood number one, Leo number six, Newcastle number nine in the current AP yeah. pool. Like, that's loaded. Newcastle's a little better this year. Yeah. So well, whoever draws that other spot, I think Norwell would. Norwell, I don't know if they're in that other sectional that would feed there, but they're in the receiving votes category. They're twelfth. So in theory, you might have four top twelve teams going down to Newcastle for that regional. That'd be pretty darn good basketball, to say the least. Um, so we'll see. Northwood, this is their big week. This is their. We talked about it last month. How their schedule really ramps up. You know, late February or late January going into February, like this is where it really, you know, this week is the first week of that. St. Joe, Goshen. Two tough games, one at home, one away. Should be fun, fun week for them. Where we're going to find out. We're going to learn a lot about the, uh, the Panthers, I think, this week. Who are they? We'll I don't find know. out. Uh, who are they? Who are their <laughs> players? I haven't followed. Uh, let's talk about Goshen Warsaw boys basketball from Friday night as well. Uh, Drew Hogan was fouled. It's pretty simple. And that's okay. Uh, not really. But, you know, no one gets foul calls in the Tiger Den, according to everyone on Twitter that I saw and Facebook. Um, shout out Brandon Beachy for getting the photo, photographic evidence of uh, Drew Hogan being fouled. And, uh, Did he get a picture of you? You did not get a picture of me. Because you're not behind the bench. No. You were up there. I was up top in the Tiger Den. I was, I was looking into the den part of the Tiger Den. And, uh, you know... So Goshen loses 48-47. The, uh, the counterpoint to the no-foul call is, you know, don't go down 15 at halftime. Probably a good uh, strategy. You know, Warsaw was up 32-17 at the break. Uh, Warsaw shot like 72% from the field in the first half. The, the Goshen defense didn't have much resistance. Only give up 32 points. You know, you would, it felt like it was way more than that when you got to halftime. But then Goshen played... You know, just as you know, just as good as Warsaw did in the first half, Goshen played in the second half. And honestly, it felt like they should have been closer than they were at the end of the third quarter. They were down 38-31. And Goshen missed a couple bunnies too and missed a couple free throws. Like they should have been down only two or three, I think, going into the fourth. And if that's the case, then that's a really new whole new ball game for real. And Goshen had their chances down the stretch. I mean, 45-43. Quinn Bechtel gets fouled. He misses the first free throw, makes the second. You know, if he makes that second free throw, you're tied at 45 with two and a half left. You know, psychologically, they hadn't tied. They hadn't been tied or in the lead the whole game. So if you tie it there, maybe there's a mental thing of we're in this officially. Like, the come, we're done coming back. Now it's a matter of we're playing the last 230 even here. Uh, Warsaw missed three or four free throws, you know, three, four or five free, th- free throws Woo, down the stretch. Tough. Words are hard, man. And, you know, I, I don't know. Like, for me, the takeaway from that game, Goshen did not play to their standard in the first half. They played in a really good second half. Um, and they put themselves in a position to win the game. And the foul just doesn't go – the whistle doesn't go for them. Uh, it was a really strange, officiated – strangely officiated game. Like, Warsaw drew five charges on Goshen – and all of them were, like, on layups that went in. So, like, Goshen lost 10 points on offensive fouls by Warsaw. And, like, 
kudos to Warsaw, I guess, for being in the position to take them. But I don't think I've ever seen a team draw five offensive charges in one game before. Like, even at the pro level, that's... They're sliding. Really hard to do. He's so, sliding in there. The one that... There was, so I, there was two of them that I was like, eh. One of them on Drew Hogan early was like, that seemed bang-bang. I think it should have been an and one. And the one on Deacon Hill near the end of the game with like 40 seconds left, he gets called for an offensive foul like a char- on a charge. As he's going up to, for the game-tying go-ahead layup, I think it would have been go-ahead. Yeah, there was 45-44 at that point. And they called it on him, and I, I don't know. I didn't think that was a foul. Um, or if it was a foul, it was defensive. Um, but Deacon kind of forced the shot, so he kind of initiated it, but I still think it was a defensive foul. And, you know, credit to Mike Wolford for not, you know, calling on the refs afterwards. You know, he didn't bury anyone. And, you know, he made sure, you know, he's like, hey, we, you know, we didn't play well in the first half. We're not going to call out the referees. You know, we're not going to debate a call like that. Um, I think if we had him off the record, I think he'd be like, that was ridiculous. Um, I think his reaction in the video – of the final moment, as everyone saw it on Twitter, probably. I think that was telling of what he thought. And Drew He's Hogan like, even called for it, too. <laughs> like, Hogan is a pretty, like, you know, even keel guy. Like, I don't think he really gets up or down. Like, he hardly ever complains to the refs. And you rarely see it on the court. But he even, he, even he was looking at the referee, like, where's the foul call? And that's pretty, like, that's how you know it was a foul. Like, Drew Hogan, I think, would be pretty foretelling and being like, yeah, I didn't get fouled. But even he was looking for the foul. And he felt that slap, bro. Mm-hmm. Right on the shooting arm. Yep. So, uh, brutal, devastating, whatever word you want to use, just lost for Goshen. You know, they're, they're still 9-2 overall, 2-1 and one in the NLC. So, like, if chaos happens, they can still earn a share of it. They're going to have to win out probably if they want to win a share of the conference. And that starts, obviously, Friday with Northwood, which will be a, a great, great test for them again. Um but they would need some chaos to kind of earn their way into a two- or three-way tie for first at the top of the conference with one loss. Uh, just a very kind of soul-crushing type of way to lose after you came all the way back and uh, just couldn't finish it off at the end. But Those guys showed heart, though. Mm-hmm. Didn't they? Mm, they tried. Hopefully they uh, continue to show heart and not let this one loss turn into more. I, I was looking at their schedule – uh, it's pretty difficult down the stretch, I would say. Yeah, they have a up at like I look they're nine and two right now. I could easily see them finishing sixteen and six. They've got Northwood, Mishawaka, they've got um Penn, and there's one other game on the schedule there. Oh, John Glenn at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So like those four games I would probably tentatively pencil them in as losses, but I mean they could still win. They wow, could, bro. Sorry to hate. <laughs> um but they're other you know, they should be able to beat Plymouth and Wallace in the conference, and they have, you know, Laporte, West Noble, Lakeland. Like, there's some games out there that they're going to win, and then... Don't so, sleep on West Noble. Mm, let's not... Not yet. Never mind, don't sleep on Not yet. I didn't pick one this week because I didn't want to jinx anybody. Sorry. Uh, well, now West Noble's going to... Uh-huh. Lose keep, to keep Hamilton losing. on Friday night. Yeah. Um, they're not playing Hamilton. They're playing Fremont, which they could lose that game. Um, so, I, to me, like, they're going to get at least 15 wins. I think this year. Uh, that should get them a good seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They'll be great at large. It'll be like a six seed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're still a threat to win that sectional. Like, I think they proved that they can hang with the Warsaw. You know, their test will be Penn, obviously. Like, that's the, that's the top team in the sectional right now, so we'll see. But 
I think even though they lost and they played a poor first half, like the fact they were still able to get in that game, like old Goshen doesn't get back in the game. You know, new Goshen did. And that's that's exciting, I think, if you're a Goshen fan, like if you're going to take anything from that. And now you get Northwood on your home court on Friday night. That's a huge game. You're still in the NLC title race. It's not done. If you win out, you're 6-1 and one in the conference, it's going to take Warsaw or Mishawaka running the table to win it outright from you. So they don't count head-to-head as a tiebreaker in this NLC thing. So if Warsaw and Goshen are both 6-1 and one somehow at the end of this, they're co-conference champs. Like Everyone gets a share. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, shout out uh, Concord going on the road, winning at Plymouth without Coach Derek Deshaun, and assistant coach bumped up to head coach to beat Plymouth. It's only the second time they've won at Plymouth in like 30 years. So I mean, I, I know they only play them like once every other year, but it's still like two and 13 in their last, you know, 15 trips to Plymouth. It's a nice gym. You been to Plymouth's gym? Yeah. When? Northridge girls basketball game last oh, year. Oh yeah, you were there last year. Yeah, it is a nice gym. I've been there before. Have you? Yeah. Goshen boys played there. I almost died driving on the roads that night. It was like snowy and icy. I was questioning why I was doing my job, like life more than anything. And um, it was one of, one of Goshen seven wins last year in boys basketball. It was an important game to, you know, capture. <laughs> mm, uh, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, so Concord gets to win. Mishawaka Wawasee uh, was rescheduled for February 5th, for those curious. Uh, COVID issues at the Wawasee High School. Uh, Coach John Ebringham, I ran to him Saturday. He's doing better now. So he says his team should be ready to go, and they are back in action on uh, Friday night when they go to Plymouth. So Could be a dub. Could be. We'll see. Um, yeah, so as we currently stand, Northwood and Warsaw are 3-0 in the NLC. Mishawaka 2-0 in the NLC. Mishawaka goes to Northridge Saturday night. Northwood at Goshen. Uh, Warsaw at Concord. Wallace at Plymouth. Northwood Goshen obviously is the uh, the marquee game this week in the NLC boys basketball race. Is um, it the uh, Chuck Freebie game of the week? It is not. Penn at Mishawaka Marion, which oh, is a very yeah. good game. Makes sense. Will be the game of the week for them this week. Um, yeah, should be very, uh, very entertaining. I think in uh, at Intera Gym on Saturday, on Friday night, Mishawaka Northridge is Saturday night. By the way, for those curious, uh, and the girls' version of Mishawaka Northridge play Friday night, and then the girls' versions of all these other games play Saturday. I like how that right. schedule works out like that sometimes, or all the time. It's Did pretty you? much the, by design how the NLC does it. Just so do yeah, double headers like. Uh the NECC. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the NECC, you're going to get your uh, first taste of the Westview-Fairfield rivalry on Friday night, Evan. Are you excited to watch the Warriors and the Falcons? This is, uh, I would say this is the area's biggest rivalry. What's the name of, of it? There's no name for the rivalry. It's, it's not much of a rivalry. It's a rivalry. <laughs> you can just have a rivalry without having like a trophy or anything. <laughs> it's officially Westview-Fairfield week. And the girls' game, I don't think, will be too competitive. No offense to the Fighting Lady Warrior or yeah, Lady Warriors. Uh, Fairfield is pretty good, fifteen and three, ranked number seven in two A this week. Obviously, the loss of Brooke Sanchez for Fairfield girls basketball is devastating. It has been confirmed. Sources told the Goshen News uh, torn ACL for Brooke Sanchez. That's uh, not ideal. That's tough. She's probably done for softball season two. Obviously. Uh, they sh- arguably their their second best player. 
They lost to Eastside last week in the NECC tournament. Came back and beat West Oval in a consolation game. But I didn't even think about that for Skibby. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's signed to play softball at Trine. Like she, her best sport's probably softball, so they're they're down their best player next year for softball Fairfield. So, tough scene. Just a defending uh, semi-state finalist, Fairfield. They were top four team in 2A last year. Not going to have their best player. So, uh, But in terms of basketball, you know, they uh, they get Westview on Friday night. Probably win that. But the boys' game will be pretty even, I think. Westview five and five, Fairfield I believe is six and five, six and four, right around there. Six and five. You don't sleep on team from last week. They uh, lost to Eastside in the tournament, and then they blew out Cherubusco in a consolation game. So they um, really could have beaten Eastside. It was a very close game. That would be a huge win. You were there for it's a, only a four point game. You were there. For, you were there for that. I was. Mm-hmm. Ed Bentley was there. Coverage you can count on. I know, I miss Ed Bentley. <laughs> I missed him. He side, they went into that game against with Central Noble in the tournament championship Saturday night and gave him a good first half. And then Connor Siegen became Connor Siegen in the second half, scored 39 points in the game. Central Noble is good, 15 0. Just going to say it. East side, 14 and 1. No, no, uh, no slouchers there either. But, yeah. Uh, any CC schedule for us this week is not that great. I'm not gonna lie. They got much meat in the bone other than Westview Fairfield this week. Lakeland uh, is hosting Hamilton Friday night. Eh. West Oble and Fremont could be interesting. West Oble maybe is figuring out things. Cautiously optimistic. My preseason prediction of them being able to play with Northwood in this re- sectional is gonna hold up. They, I mean, they played. Central Noble very close. They they're, did. They played them I mean, close twice. They beat them. They were beating them for a good amount of the first half as well. So, Austin Kripe, 24 points. He kind of, uh, you know, kept pace with Sejin, who ended up with 34. But, yeah. But a lot of his free throws at the end of the game, so. Still still counts. Still points that count. So, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. It, we'll see. They got got two more months, two more months, obviously. To figure this thing out, but you know, two more months, six weeks. That's not six two months. weeks. Fine, six weeks, whatever. <laughs> Beat me on a technicality. Six weeks to kind of get ready for the sectional. I, the NECC conference races. I mean, Eastside plays Central Noble again this Friday night in like an actual conference game. But if Central Noble takes care of them, I don't think anyone in the NECC will catch them. Uh, no offense to the Fighting Fremont Eagles who got destroyed by Central Noble in the tournament. Central Noble basically took care of everyone in their way that would contend them for the regular season NECC title during the tournament. Beat Fremont by 20, beat Eastside by 18. So, West Noble only seven. Only seven. West Noble played Central Noble the toughest in the NECC tournament. Angola lost to them by 30, or 26. So, so yeah. Uh, Westview Fairfield, though. That's always a fun game. Fairfield gym should be packed. The Westview Whistler, I'm sure, will make an appearance. It'll be great. It's going to be a road game. It's going to be a road whistle. You got to love it. Hopefully that doesn't audio spike for Sheila. I don't know. Um, it might. I'm sorry, Sheila, if you're editing and you hear the whistle there. So, And uh, girls basketball, don't want don't to forget the ladies. Their uh, sectional brackets come out Sunday night, 5 p.m. Eastern. IHSAATV.org. 
yours truly will be watching and complaining, of course. That's what I, it's my death taxes and complaining about the blind draw. So it's every year. Yeah. <laughs> the blind no, draw. I've given up. I've given up on fighting the blind draw. I've given up on it. Did you start a petition yet? No, no, it's not worth the energy anymore. It's like, whatever. It's just going to be, it's going to be there. I can't fight it. It is what it is. What about a petition for the shot clock? The shot clock we definitely need. Uh, 35 <laughs> seconds. 40 seconds. 40 second shot clock. 40 seconds, good for high school, yeah. Yeah, 40 seconds. You can't get a shot off in 40 seconds. What are we doing here? Indiana basketball is so like, precise with the plays and stuff. You know, The offense is usually pretty tight. So that should be plenty of time to uh, get a decent shot off. You would think. And most people, I, I would guess most teams get a shot off within 40 seconds. But then you have like Northridge on Friday night running a play for more than two minutes. Yeah, you know? it seemed pretty designed, though. It was designed to run out. It's like the four yeah. corners. <laughs> They're trying to uh, limit the possessions for sure. That's obviously an extreme. Worked out, though. It, they almost won the game. So it's a, it's a strategy. I get it. People will fight it. But I, I personally am not a fan because then I fall asleep and then all of a sudden someone scores and I'm like, wait, who scored? So you zone out. You're like, like, wait, what's oh, going I missed on? It. <laughs> like, I'm going to check Twitter. Oh, wait, what happened? Like, um, girls basketball, sectionals, pairings come out Sunday night. Here are uh, the Sagarin rankings as we get ready for uh, girls basketball sectionals. I have them pulled up for R4 that we're focusing on. I'll keep it relatively brief. Uh, over in 4A. Class sectional four ever at Penn High School this year is at Penn. Uh, it's pretty much a three-team race. Warsaw is the number one ranked team in the Sagarin ratings, eighty not eight point nine three, just ahead of Penn, eighty-eight point oh four, and Northridge coming in third, eighty-six point one one. This is up through games played through Saturday, so this is about as up to date as it can possibly get. And then Elkhart, Goshen, Concord after that are all fourteen plus points below that. Um, so be ready for Warsaw, Penn, and Northridge to get drawn on the same side on Sunday night. It's going to happen, <laughs> probably. Um, that sectional, obviously, those top three teams, It's this would be a really hard one to, to seed because Warsaw, like, Warsaw beat Northridge, Northridge beat Penn, Penn beat Warsaw. So, like, all top three teams would beat each other in the round-robin kind of deal. So, like, who, who has the tiebreaker? It would be really hard to determine that. How do they do it, though? They just... Literally just close their eyes and pick out names out of Yeah, the... it's like the lottery. It's like... Wow. Okay, this team's in this spot, this team's in this spot. Like, yeah. So a six-team sectional, that means two teams get a bye, and then four teams will play on that Tuesday. The two winners will play the two teams that had the byes on the Friday night, and then the sectional final Saturday night over at Penn High School. Uh, the one at Northwood, five-team sectional. Not the best comp- Not the best teams in the world, not going to lie. Um, the top team as of right now is Tippecanoe Valley. 66.93 overall rating. That's not great. Warsaw and Penn were at 88, if you recall, and mm-hmm. Northridge 86. Wawasee just behind at 65.89. Lakeland, 65.62.70. And then West Oval, 52. Northwood, 51 in the Sagarin. Uh, my uh, don't sleep on team, I didn't pick one this week, but I guess Lakeland, girls basketball, they are playing better. And this is right around the time last year when they kind of peaked. Right after they lost Faith Real and Fringery again. Like last year they lost her. This year they lost her. But they're an up and down team where if they get they get hot, they could win that sectional. That sectional is incredibly wide open. Like, I don't have any trust in any of those teams, personally. But Lakeland, I think I have the most in. Even though Wallace is ahead of them in the computer ranking right now. 
Yeah, it Tip, just, if Tippy Tip so Valley won the sectional, I wouldn't be like, okay, fine. Uh, Fairfield's won. Believe it or not, they're pretty clear ahead. Sectional 35. They're up 15 points on Prairie Heights in the Sagarin rating. So, uh, South Bend Career Academy, Sagarin rating of 9.53. Is that good? No. Very bad. Very, very bad. Fairfield's at 80.49 for comparison's sake. It's crazy. <laughs> and then the 1A1 class sectional 51. Uh, Bethany Christian is fourth out of six teams in their sectional. Hamilton, by the way, in the sectional 8.12 Sagarin rating. So below Career Academy. Bethany's I mean, that makes sense, right? Bethany's at, yeah, yeah. Fort Wayne Blackhawk, the top team, 66 and Sagarin. They beat Bethany by 14 in Fort Wayne on Thursday night. Um, despite Zoe Willems having a double-double, 12 points, 15 rebounds. Athlete of the Week nominee, just saying. So was Austin Kripe, Athlete of the Week nominee. Uh, this is one where, you know, the Sagarin's going to say one thing, but Bethany obviously didn't have their best player or second-best player all year, Mariah Stolzfus, and they're playing much better now. Down the stretch, they beat Liquid Park Christian, who's ahead of them in this computer rankings. They don't play Fremont, who's also ahead of them. Obviously, losing to Blackhawk by 14, tough loss, but they get the sectional at home this year. Maybe that's, you know, depending on if the draw works out their way, like get in that sectional final, play Blackhawk, home crowd, you know. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could work out. It could work out. You know, I, I kind of ran through Bethany's schedule last week, but, you know, they play Concord at home on Thursday, very winnable game. Hamilton Saturday, that's a win. At Fairfield next Monday, probably a loss. And then Mishawaka, the last Saturday, before, you know, the season probably like could be a win. They got, they got, they could go three and one down the stretch here and finish eleven and eleven after they were four and nine. So, you know, winning seven of your last nine games down the stretch, they're hot. Don't sleep on them. We'll go with that. I already said them last week. They're going to crash and burn now. Yep, they're going to lose every game. Because okay. every everything we touch for the uh, Don't Sleep On segment mm-hmm. turns to sadness and dread. Yeah. <laughs> so Depressing. We'll see. Depression. We'll see what happens. Maybe maybe they'll uh, turn the tide on that issue yep. for us. I know on our rundown, the wrestling is next, but I want to take a break from talking so much. Let's talk about girls swimming. You, well, uh, you were at the girls swimming NLC championships. You sure you don't want to talk, bro? That's, I'm shocked by that. I <laughs> you really like to talk. You you need to start getting your voice uh, heard more on this podcast. So, hey man, most of the time you cut me off. So I know <laughs> it doesn't even matter. NLC girls swimming, <laughs> take it away. You were there on Saturday, Concord, first NLC championship in 21 years. I was at the uh, Northridge Natatorium. Natatorium, close enough. Natatorium, like an, like an, uh, what's the, you know, like a terrarium or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, Natatorium. Anyway, fantastic facility, by the way. Just, I, I liked it a lot. Did you? Great spot, you know. Did big, you? Big Are fan. You being sarcastic? Got big windows, bring in some uh, natural lighting. It's nice, you know, you don't feel so cramped. Got to hang out with Mike Deke. That was a good time. Mm. Legendary. <laughs> I got to hang out with him at wrestling in the morning too. What a great day for yeah, us. Yeah, that dude's always always doing something. And they had uh, they had food. They had they had a media hospitality room. There's pulled pork. We had pulled pork at Wawasi too for wrestling. <laughs> he t- he texted me a picture. Deke texted me a picture of the of the burn ends up there. He's like, oh. I think it was pulled pork. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it yeah. was, uh, whatever. I didn't eat any of it. Let's I just go. got a drink. <laughs> Concord swimming though. Focus on the yeah. Twenty one years. 
There was a 21-year drought for Concord girls swimming as far as an NLC title went, and uh, that streak is now over because on Saturday, Concord beat Northridge, who is the second-place team. So that's, that's pretty awesome, I would say. It was 41.5 to 417. Wabasi was in third. Just saying. They also had a good day. Those are the three teams that really, you know, stood out on Saturday, I would say. First, second, and third. Is that your hand? I'm raising my hand to interrupt you. What's up? That's what I do. I've never seen an event tie before in high school, like Julie Mishler and Grace Brenneman in the 50. I know the 50 is a pretty quick, fast race, so it could probably be the one that results in a tie. That's actually pretty amazing that they tied. Yeah, I asked uh, Tom Johnson about that. I was like, does that happen very often, you know, Tom? You know, Tom was very happy after. So he was he was very happy to talk about it. Um, but he's like, yeah, no, you don't see that very often. When you do, though, it's in the 50 free, and that's where we saw it. Mm-hmm. Both her and Julie Mishler from Wawasee, 23 seconds, 30, 23.39 seconds, touched the wall at the same time. It's insane. I mean, that that's even that's even insane to me. I don't even care. That's a 50 free. Obviously, it'd be more insane if it was something else. Like the 500? <laughs> yeah, the same time. That's swam 500 and it was the same time. Like, that's nuts. I don't even know if that's ever happened ever. So, I'm going to assume not. But uh, Concord swept all three relay events. Grace Brennerman also won the 100-yard freestyle. And Audrey Lance, Butterfly. She won the butterfly event with 57.85 seconds. And then for Northridge, Sid Nethercutt, she won a couple events. She won the 200-yard freestyle and also the 500-yard freestyle. She's really good in the 500, man. And Kyle Hembry was pretty impressed with that time. He said that's probably top five in the state, uh, 500 free right now. So it's impressive for Sid. Good for her. And then obviously in the diving, you know, Northridge, bread and butter, Giselle Miller and Caitlin Simons finished one and two. Back and they to back. Also had, they also had third place as well. They did. Well, I apologize to the third place person. Uh, what's her name? DeLong? No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. No, I'm looking this up now. I'm sorry. You have to look it up because it's not on my uh, story or notes because I was picking out, you know, winners and such. <laughs> so no, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm going to find it. Hold on. I'm finding it on Rustry Brew's uh, Facebook page. Uh, Abby Long. Abby Long. Sorry. DeLong. I was close. Abby Long. You got Long. the long part. So, yeah, one, two, three, four. Abby Long. Shout out Abby Long. She's also there, too. She's committed to Bowling. She signed up with Bowling Green for diving. Like, they have three Division One divers. Help push them to that second place finish, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Whoa, something happened there. Grace Brenneman, the star of the show for Concord again. Always. She's killing it. Obviously, she helped a couple of those relays win. But and she uh, got a win in the 100, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, I said that. Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I said it. I zoned out. It's like when the team holds the ball for two minutes, and I zone out of the possession. That's what I just did with you talking about swimming. For a while we see, you know, their third place finish, like I said before. <laughs> yep. Julia Mishler, we know that she had a share of the 50 free, but in addition to that, Addison Beasley, she won the 200 IM. And then uh, Alexis Mishler and Hayden Near, they went back-to-back towards the end of the swim meet. They won the 100 back and 100 breast. Mishler, the 100 back, and Near, the 100 breast, respectfully. So they had a really solid meet as well. Mm-hmm. If they had, you know, if Northridge didn't have the divers they did, maybe they would have been second place. Mm-hmm. So 
the beauty of uh, this area's girls swimming is that what you pretty much saw on Saturday what will be what the sectional probably looks like in two weeks. So, or in three weeks, I guess, for now. First weekend in February. Like, those three will probably contend and get all most of the spots for state. And the same thing with the divers. Like, those will be the Northridge divers that get out. So, it, uh, so you pretty much got a sectional preview. And I believe top three in each race go to state. Along with some at-large bids from other sectionals to get all the times together and determine who the other top swimmers were. Right. So, because 24 in each event go down the Friday of the state for prelims, and then the Saturday it's like the top 16, you know, constellation heat, final seat. So, what you saw Saturday is roughly what's going to happen at sectional, you know, which makes you very excited that, again, we said this last week, but like, girls swimming for us is almost like a must-attend for state this year because they... The talent's there. Like, we're going to get a couple swimmers that are going to do really well down there. The divers, obviously, are in contention for state. Another cut in the 500 for Northridge as well. Grace Burnham's going to be in events. Their Concord relays are really strong. Wallace's got a couple really solid swimmers up top. Like, it's going to be fun. Next couple weeks in the sectional, see where everyone's at. And then that state meet's going to be loaded. They're all going to be at state, probably. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun, man. This is, like, the most amped I think I've been about swimming since I've been here. Like, this is really fun. we got a lot of talent in the girls' side. So we kind of like put them on the back burner for the next couple of weeks. They're kind of chilling before sectional first week of February. Boys NLC is not this upcoming weekend, but the following weekend, the 29th. So, you know, we're kind of chilling on swimming for this week. No offense to any swimmers. I know they have some meets this week, and but the most consequential stuff is not happening this week. Boys NLC, 27th and the 29th. And then the girls sectional, girls state, boys sectional, boys state, all February. So, just saying. No offense to the swimmers. We will probably not be covering you this week. But we got you every weekend from here on out. So There you go. And I'll do a quick gander of the NLC wrestling now. Yes. It was at Wallace High School. Mishawaka, outright NLC champs. So, congrats to them, I guess. Northwood. Northwood had the most individual winners, though. Shout out Northwood the Panthers. Um, Calix Truex at 113. Caden Lowen at 160, Trey Tobias at 182, and Isaac Benjamin at 220, individual NLC champions from the Panthers. Caden uh, Lowen is a beast. That guy, uh, he just will pin everybody, and he doesn't care. So, he had two pins. That's with, his job. He had two wins within 90 sec- in, in under 90 seconds. That's pretty good. And the other match went 10-1, major decision. So, he's, he's pretty good. And uh, he is probably our top guy. Right now, I think he has the highest potential. Isaac Benjamin, also very good. Kind of gutted it out this week. He Coach Andrews, State Andrews, was saying he was a little sick. So he kind of gutted it out. He's like, he wanted to defend his NLC championship. So good for him. He did. He did. He won. Um, so shout out them. They have um, Lone and, and Benjamin could make runs. They could be at state. They could make it to the second day state for sure. So we'll see. Uh, Wawasi had three winners, Caleb Salazar at 106, Dylan Tom at 126, and Hunter Miller at 138. A couple guys there, too, also. Dylan Tom came out of COVID quarantine at 5 p.m. Friday and got into the draw. What? Two first names. Can you trust the guy with with two first names? (laughs) They actually called him Tom Dylan like two or three times at the 
uh, event on Saturday. I mean, it's confusing. His bracket, because his uh, it came, it printed off Tom Dillon on accident. So I walked over to the PA guy, who I know, Chip Davenport. Shout out, Chip. Nice guy. Mostly covers Warsaw stuff and does things at Warsaw. I went over to him, and I was like, hey, Chip, just want to let you know, before a parent yells at you, it's Dylan Tom. Not Tom Dillon. Tom what? Dillon sounds like a Tom Petty, Bob Dillon like cover band. Was his, what was his reaction? Was he like, he was oh like, my gosh. Oh, okay, yeah. Like it says, you know, it says Tom Dillon here. I'm like, I know, but it's Dylan Tom. Just want to let you know before someone yells. I got you. I got you, Chip. Quit playing with Chip like that. Shout bro. out, Chip. Uh, Northridge got a couple winners. Garrett Von Gunten at 145 and KL Arroyo at 152. And Goshen picked up an individual winner, Juan Colazzo at uh, 120. So, you know, pretty good showing. And the Mishawaka picked up the other, uh, you know, four winners, three winners. Of course. And 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 uh, Plymouth got one at the end. Their Plymouth's big guy was like, machismo big guy. He had like an awesome mustache. And his name was Anthony Poppy. Like that guy's like Popey, P-O-P-I. I don't know how to pronounce it. Popeye. Popey. Poppy. And it was like, just like this guy like exudes machismo. Like I was kind of feeling it. He's like, this guy's huge. Um, it's a good friend. That's all. Uh, How much was his weight? He was in the 285, like, heavyweight division. Oh my God. <laughs> big dude. Like, that guy was definitely all of 285, if not more. Like, oh, wow. big, big dude. And um, It's the heavyweight. Wouldn't, wouldn't mess with him. I'm just going to tell you that much. That guy would kill me. Um, so I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, the wrestling on Saturday. It gives me a good feel for uh, who was going to maybe make some runs for us. Like I said, I think Lone and Benjamin have the highest upside for our area. Coverage area. Wawasee's guys can make a run too. Um, they're going to run. Wawasee goes, you know, they're going to run to some stiff competition come regional semi state. So it's going to be harder, I think, for them. The way Northwood goes, you know, the regional, the sectional is pretty not that daunting. This, the regional Goshen should be okay. Semi state's obviously going to be hard because the semi state, you're supposed to be wrestling harder people. But I think. The path for Lone and Benjamin to get out, and even Tobias and Truex, is going to be a little easier, I think, than it would be for Salazar, Tom, or Miller for Wabasee. So they're capable wrestlers, but it's going to be interesting to kind of track how they do. And then what about Notre Dame in basketball? Mm, Not great. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, good pick. Lost Virginia almost Tech. Beat Howard. And then almost lost almost to Howard. Lost Howard. Man, I took I I was a little fatigued Monday, just a little sleepy, as in I slept like ten hours all throughout the day. It was not great. I'm feeling better now, in case anyone's wondering. Uh, but I kept on falling in and out of sleep at the Notre Dame game, and I like fell asleep when they were up eleven, and then I opened up my eyes and they were only up three with like a minute left, and I'm like, Jesus, what's happening here? Like they're gonna really blow this, aren't they? And uh, give credit to the Bison, I guess, for battling. But the Bison, man, that was bad. How about them Bison? But yeah, they uh, they're gonna have to figure it out. I think, they're gonna have to bounce back. I think Notre Dame's tournament hopes would have pretty much been over if they lost that game. I wouldn't say that. I mean, they'd have to really go hard down the line, down the stretch. Go hard and win the ACC tournament. No. No. It would have had to have been a lot. A lot. It's way Is too. That, it's way too early. No, to no say offense that. to Howard fine institution, but they're in the MEAC, and they're a below 500 MEAC team. Like, you lose to a below 500 MEAC team, that's bad. So... I don't think they have any other bad losses, though, really. Notre Dame? Never. I mean, Vatek's not great. Yeah, but it's an ACC team. Um, But, yeah. 
ACC's Obviously, the ACC is, isn't that great, so they still have a chance to, you know, win a lot of games because of that. And mm-hmm. but they only have you know a few sh- chances to pick up error. a good win. The margin for error is very thin. Got Miami, Louisville, Duke, this, Louisville this Saturday. Louisville's next, yeah. Louisville this Saturday in Louisville. Yeah, that's probably not going to go well. But hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, NFL playoffs. My Congra- team won. Congratulations to the Bucks. My team didn't lose. Bears didn't lose this weekend. The Eagles looked sorry. So did the Cardinals, and so did the Steelers, and so did the Patriots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of bad games this weekend, man. <laughs> we had uh, dramatics, and even the 49ers-Cowboys game was kind of a route until like Jimmy Grapple started throwing interceptions and things. Um, and then they figured out how they didn't know how to like do the clock thing at the end of the game, which was hilarious. That was the most Dallas way to lose that game. Yeah, it was kind of a letdown, like, Everyone was really excited for the playoffs after a great regular season, and then for the, the uh, four, four of the six, six were blowouts, definitive blowouts. Yes, four out of six. Yeah. One, two were on Saturday, three were on Sunday, one last night on Monday night. Yeah, so only a couple were decent games, but I have a good feeling about the divisional games. I think they're going to be good. That Kyler Murray interception is also hilarious. Like. He's like, I don't want to be a skits, you know, <laughs> safety, so I will instead yeah. throw a pick six. Objectively hilarious. And I don't know if you saw the clip of the Manning cast when that happened, but, like, The Rock was on the Manning cast, and he was, like, giving Kyler Murray advice, and then he throws the pick six, and The Rock took one of his bottles of tequila and took a, took a swig. <laughs> well, this is how I'm feeling now. It's a good swig. It was awesome. Uh, good for The Rock. Also, he might have a T-Rex head that he bought for $32 million. I don't know if you heard that story or saw that story coming out on Twitter. I don't he mentioned buy that. that. He There's mentioned no that he might way. have bought that. That might be the actual T Rex head because it was bought by an, an anonymous person a couple years ago for $32 million, So, Unless he's trying to sell it one day. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully the NFL playoffs are better this weekend. I would be shocked if they uh, are worse because we couldn't really get much on it, more uneventful than this past weekend. Got Bengals, Titans. Yep. Chiefs, then, Bills. Mm hmm. Bucks, Rams, Saints, or not Saints, 49ers, Packers. Packers, yeah. I think, uh, obviously, like, everyone's going to pick out the Bills-Chiefs games, probably the game of the weekend. Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Bengals, Bengals Titans could be sneaky good, especially if Derrick Henry is back for Tennessee. It's weird. Tennessee's the one seed, and I don't, like, buy them. Like, I still think the, I think the Bengals, like, could easily win Saturday. Uh, could you imagine, man? That'd be awesome. The Bengals going to the AFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers has never beaten the 49ers in the playoffs. Good. Hopefully that continues. It's 0-3, I believe. Is he I is 0-3, including a home loss uh, a couple years ago. when uh, Colin, Or not a couple years ago. It's been like eight years now. But Colin Kaepernick ran for like 100 yards and threw for 250 more in a wild card game or a divisional round win. Wild card, one of those ones. Also, have you ever seen the highlights of that game? The field looked horrendous. I know it's Green Bay and I know it's Green Bay in January, but like at least now, like they've definitely like uh, improved their uh, whatever you want to call the treatment of the field up there. Because even in the December games nowadays, like their field is green. Like that field was yellow. Needs to be artificial turf, to be honest. Maybe. That's what it needs to be. Maybe. Um. So yeah, that's it. Anything else you want to hit on this week? Uh, We're gonna abandon the "Don't Sleep On" segment for at least one week until we get our mojo back. So I did a don't sleep on, though. You kind of mentioned it, West Oval. Low key. <laughs> and I kind of jokingly said Bethany is my team two straight weeks now. Uh, I said Goshen College women's basketball, don't sleep on them, and then they lost to Grace by eight, and they lost to Bethel by 35. So, sorry. 
uh, Stephanie Miller, if you're listening. So, we got some good Goshen College. But they're going to bounce back tomorrow night. We got some Goshen College content coming up. Yeah, Denise Chapman, a little, little profile on her. Hopefully a little story on Michael Johnson. Shout out, Concord. And uh, game coverage coming up in the next week or two. You're going to be out there for the women's game on Wednesday night against Huntington. Huntington, I believe, is still winless in the Crossroads League. So, if Huntington beats Goshen, we are really cursed them. We have, like, we give them, like, every time we're there, they lose. And if they lose against Huntington, like, we can't ever go back, I think. Nope. I don't think that'll happen, though. Like, if Goshen College women's basketball was playing for the national title, we couldn't go. Because we'd curse them. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week talking the girls' basketball sectional bracket fallout. And uh, more boys basketball stuff. Obviously, the Goshen Northwood game on Friday night's a big deal. Westview Fairfield rivalry renewed. Uh, we'll have NECC wrestling to recap. So be on the lookout for that. They got their wrestling invite on Saturday at Lakeland. We'll have coverage out there from that. Uh, maybe some more NFL playoff talk. Uh, safe travels down to uh, the greater Tampa area for Buccaneers Rams Sunday evening. That should be a fun game. Yeah, I've only been to one playoff game. Bucks home game, home playoff game, and they lost. It was the Washington game. Two thousand seven. It was Chris Sims. Chris Sims yep. was the guy. I think it was two thousand five. John Gruden was still the coach. Two thousand five no, season. Two thousand five right. season. Two thousand five season. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think oh seven's better. Oh wait, playoffs. They played. They lost to the Giants in the oh seven season. Oh, yeah. Well, you were probably right. You're probably right. I don't know the Buccaneers playoff history. It's not I'm great. Just trying to guess. Uh, uh, very much, they very other than a couple Super Bowls. The Bears is <laughs> not much better since, you know, like 1970. So, yeah. anyway, uh, enough sad NFL talk about that. We'll talk more about Yeah, hopefully it's good. Hopefully uh, I can say, hey, Bucks are going to be in the NFC Championship the next time we are on this podcast. I have a feeling they're I, – I feel like they're going to win, even though the Rams looked good last night. I got a hunch Bucks will win, and I hope that the Niners beat the Packers. That'd be awesome. Then I'd be down for Bucks would host the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you later. I'm going again. Yeah, all right. Just stay down there for the week. Don't come back. Yeah. Uh, we'll be, we will be back. To Don't another. tempt me because I would. Yeah, no. Uh, you have to come back. Uh, we'll be back next week with more sports Don't talk. Don't you tempt me with a good time. <laughs> and on that note, anyway. goodbye. <laughs>